Um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verse 29-34. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Robert, what are you thinking there? wish I were there, first of all, that would be pretty awesome. There were a lot of people there, actually. And I don't know how many actually saw the, the um, sign of the Holy Spirit rest upon Jesus, except for John the Baptist. But um, I, I often wonder, um, did John the Baptist have any inkling or idea that his cousin or his village maid or whatever you call it. everyone a lot of people were called cousins back then was this son of god before this particular incident i don't know because um, <clears throat> he probably had heard the stories about the, the um, jesus being conceived by the holy spirit etc so um i'm not sure but um what we remember, right, we have baptism through water, we have baptism through the Holy Spirit, we have baptism through fire, right? And the tongues of fire from the Pentecost. Um, I guess this was the beginning, right? The beginning of the end. Once Jesus was baptized, that's when he started his mission of evangelizing, and that is what ultimately led to his, his sacrifice, right? So, if that hadn't happened, then then all the other things wouldn't have happened. Um, you got to wonder, I mean, I suppose Jesus himself didn't need to be baptized, right? Because he, well, he was the Son of God, right? But, but Yeah, it's not in this reading, but I think it's in uh, a different gospel <coughs> reading where, where John the Baptist is like, you know, um, he, he's like, uh, you're coming to be baptized by me, I should be baptized mm -hmm. by you. And, uh, oh. and, and Jesus mm -hmm. says uh, something like... Um, uh, no, we need to fulfill all righteousness or something like that. Um, and uh, I look at it like, you know, so you know, God does have a plan, and uh, part of uh, his plan for Jesus was uh, for him to, you know, lead by example. And, and this is him beginning his, you know, kind of ministry, and he's leading by example because it is the, the, the first thing that, you know, 
it's how you become Christian is, uh, you know, you go through the uh, sacrament of baptism, you know, you repent and, and believe in the gospel and, and then the, um, and, you, and you receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and you receive the Holy Spirit both times in your life. The first time you receive it is in your, in baptism. Um, yeah, and that was actually what I was going to say was that 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 line about we need to fulfill all righteousness is it's my favorite part of the story of Jesus' baptism because uh, I got one of those in the um, in the Beatitudes where it's uh, you know those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's like my thing. That's that's the one Beatitude that. That I, I like the most. And it goes back to when Our Lady, remember, <clears throat> Our Lady was immaculate. Like she, you know, she, she understood her, her personage. She knew who she was. Right. They gave two turtle doves. And she also went for the, for the, for the cleansing after the birth of Jesus. She didn't need to do that. So Jesus' life became, be, began in humanity and ended in humanity. So that act of that baptism was for John the Baptist, too. Just John the Baptist, personally speaking. Because John the Baptist was the first to receive, after Mary and Joseph, the Holy Spirit. Because the baby leapt in her womb at the, at the visitation. And again, where does it occur? When Our Lady is present. Right, so you see, she's always in the background of this whole story of of Jesus. Woman, did you not know I had to be about my father's business? She understood who he was, but that 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 righteousness that she had and he had and Joseph had. Do you all know that one part of the story? Why they didn't know that Jesus was lost? Do, do you know why? It's so wonderful when you get that part that Jesus was not twelve, so. He did not go with the men then. Remember, he was going to, he was, he, he was a, at that age. So Joseph thought he was with the women, and Mary thought he was with the men, because the men and the women did not travel together. Men and women did not travel together. The women stayed together, the men stayed together. So when they got to camp that night, it basically went like this. Joseph, where's Jesus? I thought he was with you. I thought he was with you. Where is he? You see? How that happened? They were one day ahead on their trip. That's why it took three days, because it took one day to go back. And then they traveled through the city to find them. It was all about the context of men and women and who Jesus was and those beautiful words. And I've done this with so many couples, so many, so many mothers. The words that we hear then are the only words we hear about Jesus until he goes into the mission on the baptism day. And he went home with his parents and was obedient. And he grew in wisdom and grace. So seriously, that is for a parent to say, that's all i got to pray for my children. That's what Jesus, Jesus got. So I'm just going to pray for them to go, grow in wisdom and grace. What else do you need? I did not know that. Stephen, what do you think, the gospel message? Well, my mind immediately goes to the visitation also with the John the Baptist leaving in the wind. Uh, because to your question, what if... John the Baptist now, and how did he know it? Um, that was, uh, I, I think I, I read somewhere that was a moment of sanctifying grace. And when you have sanctifying grace, you, at least the catechism says, you have infused knowledge, okay? With grace comes, comes knowledge. And uh, so I think he knew, um, absolutely, that this was 
Jesus, the Messiah. That's all. Bill? Nothing new to add, but at least the uh, it didn't go over my head. John's my least favorite gospel writer. Oh, yeah. John, John, John the Evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He's my least favorite gospel writer. I prefer Matthew. Until you get to Revelation. Right? I never finished college like these guys, so John goes over my head. <laughs> 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 I'm serious. Well, there's so much more stories in Mark and. I love the healings Luke and the human and, right, interaction. Right. That's why yeah. I like. Love Mark Matthew. What are the other ones? Yeah, Mr. Jim, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, I think this is the um, third version, or you know, um, tied in this week of um, that reading. Right? We had it in um, Sunday in, in the Latin form, right? You know, but we had Sunday, yeah. and then Monday, um, I guess um, maybe yesterday or Monday, because those are the only two days I was able to go to mass this week, and um, I just think of the. Um, Humility of John, and uh, you know, here it is. Uh, you know, he's just a humble man baptizing the Lord. Yeah, had a very specific job. Every time I think of him, I picture a bridge. He's the last of the prophets to bridge the Old Testament to the New Testament, and John's saying, "Here he comes. Yes. Jesus is on his way. And he's going to fulfill fill the Old Testament." Uh -huh. So every time I just picture that big bridge, so yeah. if you think of the Maranzano going into New York or anything that's, that, that's hooking, uh, you know, uh, states up or over waterways or wherever, I always think of John the Baptist and going to water and things like that. So, uh, that, anything to add, Keith, with the, with the books, with the... Because we have these... Um, yeah, I have a few different, like, um, like uh, another uh, Bible commentaries. Bible I have commentary. a few different ones. And I read through them to try to pick out which one I, I, I like the most for this one. So here's here's ones from this book called The Better Part. Um, uh, it says, John the Baptist's favorite title for Jesus is The Lamb of God. Clearly, it also became one of John the Evangelist's favorite titles, since he used it 29 times in the book of Revelation. It brings together three images that would have been familiar to the Jews of that time, and by being applied to Christ, it indicates that in him, those images find their full meaning. God required the Jews to sacrifice a lamb twice a day to expiate the sins of the people. Thus, the lamb symbolized the price to be paid for sins. The primary holy day of the Jews was and remains the Passover. In the Passover ceremony, each family sacrifices and eats a lamb to recall their liberation from Egypt in the days of Moses. On that night, God killed all firstborn children and animals of the Egyptians, but spared those of the Hebrews. In order to indicate which households the angel of death was to skip over, God commanded the Hebrews to kill a lamb and mark their doorposts with its blood. Thus, the Passover lamb signified God's merciful and saving love. Finally, the Messiah announced by the prophets was described as a lamb who went silently to the slaughter to take the sins of his people upon himself and wipe them away. John proclaims, Behold, the Lamb of God, and we turn our eyes to Christ, the real Lamb of God the incarnation of God's desire and power to free us from the slavery of selfishness, vanity, lust, and greed, and to lead us to the promised land of joyful friendship with him. So apt is the title that the Church repeats it every time Mass is celebrated. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Okay, so we're, well, this is, we usually toss around for an hour. We're going to have a modified version. We're going to get into prayers. So I'll start off and just go around with some final thoughts. Really enjoy this, and uh, my prayer offers go to both the McSorleys here. Thank you very much. Your presence, and you are motivators. Together, wow. And when we just have Jim showing up, you, you do. You guys may take it for granted because you're into it every day with your children, grandchildren, and stuff. But your your presence and your and your and your prayers are very good. So I just want to pray for a special prayer for you both today, and then pray for everybody's health in the new year that we uh, that we um, you know maintain health and, and positivity and. And, and, you know, know that she's with us, the Lord's with us. So and we'll go around the room. Scott, we'll just go around, and then we'll have a final prayer, and then we'll have the, the prayer for the mother. Scotty, what yeah, are you thinking? You mentioned uh, uh, children, grandchildren. It's funny, in our family, probably like a lot of families, my dad's 81 now, very Catholic, quote-unquote, he says his prayers, rosary. Uh, six kids in our family, 14 grandkids. His lifelong thing is... Are you going to church? Are the kids, what are they thinking of? They need to be close to Jesus, Mary. Um, and I'm sure you've been to the shrine in Germantown, Philly, the Miraculous Medal. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, he used to drag me there as a teenager. I'm like, Dad, I, come on. This is terrible. I'm not going. No, it's Monday night. It's after school. Hated it. But now I just turned 54. I'd say the last 10 years, I'm like, I'm here. How did I get here? It's a Monday night. Like, so after work, yeah, I'm like, so it's working on me slowly. But, but, but the kids, do you have any? This is a really good question. Yes, how do the grandkids? They're just on their phone all the time. God is not in their lives, they've gone to the sacraments, oh. baptism, confirmation, but they're just kind of out there secular. Well, God knows what they're doing on the phones, you know. How did your father do it? I think you already said it, it's his, he dragged you to it. He, you don't think that at some point he's yeah. like, oh my God, I gotta watch him do that yeah. face again. He's gonna look like I'm dragging him to it. That's the sacrifice. Oh, how many grandparents, I said this when my children were little, it's your job, this is who you are. God gave you this. Now let me give you the cue. I, I've said this to hundreds of parents. It's not your job to make sure your children get to college, pay for their college degree, put their first mortgage on them, and buy their first refrigerator. That's, that's <laughs> icing on the cake or sprinkles on it, too. It's not your job. I like that, buy your first refrigerator. Yeah, but your job is to get your children to heaven. Yeah. Okay. And if you see, and I, I, I drilled, uh, if, they, if, I said to, if, if I said to them today, what was my job? They said, to see, get us to heaven. They, they can, my children will answer that. So you got to put the time in. you got to push. I'm not talking, do you see how God is so good? See how my poor father, he was bipolar. He, he pushed the only way he knew how. Now I forgive him for him, but I'm so glad he did it now. You see, that suffering in my life brought me to the cross. And the cross was my salvation. So <clears throat> do you have grandchildren? No. Okay, they're your, they're, you're an uncle? No. Oh. You have a gift. You have a gift. You buy religious books at their birthdays. And forget the trucks and the cars and the, all this. Your job is to buy a little statue of Our Lady or to find one in a secondhand store or a picture of Our Lady or rosary beads. And don't 
care what they say. On Friday night, we do a Friday night, we do a spiritual rosary, it's a phone rosary, and there's that one line, or it's on the Saturday night rosary, where we say, oh please, give us the courage not to fear what people are saying about us. It does not those words. Or when we stand for the morality of the Holy Mother Church, okay? Stand in it. That's who you are. That's what you believe in. But do it with love. That doesn't mean you don't do it with discipline or do it with a voice like this. Yeah. You are. What are you doing? You're doing it out of love. Why are you doing it out of love? Because it. you want to see these children and their parents in heaven. We have eternity to look forward to. Not this. This is the Valley of Tears. Yeah. This is the Valley of Tears. Okay. So I often used to say to people, where is my skin falling off? Or do you see where the sandpaper is that I rough, rough myself up with every day? Because you're going to stand in her. That's good, yeah. That's, I think, just seeing his example over the years. Yeah. Your father lived and he's still living. Right. Do you pray with him? Excuse me, I'm going to put him on the spot now. Mm. Do you pray with your father? No. You pray with your, start praying with your father. You ask that man right there what it means to start praying with your parents. Begin. Dad, oh, I bet your father says the rosary. You will never regret, because your father's going to be 81. You will never regret, but you will look back on those rosaries, the rosaries that you spent with your father. Why? Because, please God, you don't know where your father's going. Maybe I'll go to purgatory for a time. He's going to heaven. He's going to remember you. You prayed with him. Your intentions. What are your intentions? For all those God gives to you to love and to serve. That's all those children. Scotty, we're going to check up on you. I'm making a call and you're praying with Pop. Because we go to the Malvern Retreat. And he has three or four generations that show up with his father and stuff. Oh, please pray with We love to see that Talk to Steve about that. Okay, guys, we we got to keep them, you know, we got to be the check here for that. Robert, what are your your thoughts, prayers, your final ones as we go around the room? We'll lift up Grace and Claire for... Wisdom and grace. That's his children. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Wisdom and grace. Wisdom and grace. So, um, and uh, for their mom. And for my mom, who um, is uh, having more health issues right now. She's 92, right? You guys, you guys know. She's out there in Colorado. And for me and my new beginnings here as a resident of Pennsylvania. So, okay. God put me on his path. He's a garden person now. Very good, Robert. Uh, yep, so um, I have a couple intentions. One is just, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, you know, for all the blessings that uh, uh, we receive. Also, uh, intentions for um, uh, for my for my sister, Jessica, for, you know, uh, her, her you know, sobriety and, and uh find the, the meaning of her life and, uh, and also for uh, for my brother Timothy I'd like to thank you guys for having being good hosts to the Blessed Mother we loved it, it was a privilege it was a privilege I'd like to continue to pray for Connie and her cancer she, she had a scan yesterday my wife has pancreatic cancer I'm so sorry um, the tumor marker is going up a little bit so we're not sure what Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. Can you pray for her? Uh, pray for our son that he move forward in life. 
<laughs> and especially my good buddy Tim out in San Diego who's going through a long divorce. So, sorry to look at you, but <laughs> it's longer than yours. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's <laughs> you two oh, can get together. Hopefully I'll come to an end soon. This we pray the Lord. So, I mean, I, we have lots of intentions, personal intentions, but um, there are souls. But I'm going to go back to what you said, and then I'm going to go back to each and every one of us here. I absolutely am confirmed in the rosary. The Holy Rosary is the power weapon of our life. If you can't get to Holy Communion every day, Mass is the highest prayer, it's the highest sacrament. I, my prayer today is that Jim and I, together, because we're in the Legion of Mary, can have more influence, that Our Lady will give us that gift of influence in bringing people through the Rosary to love and to serve God and to be the people that He wants us to be. And we're all preparing for death. One way or another, we are. And this today, people are dying on the street. They're dying with unprepared deaths, was our intention last night. We used to pray when we were children, right? St. Joseph, prepare us for death. We pray for a holy death. How many people today are dying unprepared because of just dying? You said, I don't mean to make comparison, but you were 54. Lisa Marie Presley was 54. Yeah. So all of these, and she leaves three children. What happened to that young boy that committed suicide? Her son. She was never the same after that. What if somebody had put a rosary in her hand? What if somebody had given her God? Think of the difference her life might have taken. So we all need to do that. We are all evangelists. Sorry about that. We are St. John the Evangelist. We are all St. John the Evangelist in this life and this time. I pray that this little prayer group here by its strength in numbers, because God has given to this group graces and blessings that they will be spread among all the souls that God gives to each and every one of us to love and to serve. Amen. Amen. Jim, your final thoughts. I'll just uh, <clears throat> give a Reader's Digest version of um, <clears throat> put a capstone on what Geraldine was saying to you, uh, Scott, is that uh, my father, um, when he was at our house all the time. My mother passed away um, early on in our um, married life, and um, uh, my dad was like our uh, gardener, uh, landscaper, you know, he was at our house all the time. Um, but um, when it came time originally um, to uh, say the rosary at 7 o'clock at night, he'd be or, um, hustling out the door. Uh, you know, and he was at, went to church on Sunday and was one of the first ones out to go get, you know, God forbid, eat good, wasn't uh, at a line of three. Uh, but um, um, <clears throat> at the end of his life, um, he was in hospice with us, and, um, uh, and he would be um, clamoring to say the rosary with us. And, uh, and as a caveat to that, uh, his brother, his older brother, <clears throat> lived over, you know, the other side of town from us, uh, Geraldine uh, would go over to um, say the rosary every week with him. And, uh, you know, and he was a, my father was a non-rosary uh, prayer. My uncle was a non-rosary prayer. And um, so those will happen. And I, the last part of this story I'll tell you is that uh, one, um, one Sunday afternoon, we were having some uh, family issue, not our family, but my extended family. 
and I threw my father in the car with me. He was healthy at this point, you know, but I, I did a white lie to tell him, come and take a ride with me. And we drove over to, uh, at that time, Our Lady of Sorrows, the chapel, where they had 24-hour uh, Irish. And, and I pulled up, and he goes, you know, he goes, where are we going? I said, well, going into the chapel. He goes, I'm not going in. I said, right, well, you know, I'm going in for an hour, so I'll see you, you know, just sit in the car, and I'll be out in a little bit, you know. And I wasn't disrespectful to my father, but um, but he came in, you know, he wasn't happy. <laughs> he was he was more unhappy than when I started the rosary as <clears throat> part of our family. So um, it can be done. So, um, you know, and through prayer and just, you know, through action, um, it, it'll get done. But at the very end, of, my father was with us in hospice. I had run for sheriff in Mercer County. Um, and he uh, moved in, and Geraldine was his caretaker from September through the end of his life in wow. February. And um, um, our son Patrick, our youngest son, he um, every night um, took him into um, you know the bathroom. And even after I had been unsuccessful in the uh, <laughs> sheriff's election, and you know now I'm home at night sure. from November on, and I'd say, all right, Dad, you know, no. <laughs> Patrick will take care of it. So, like, he's in eighth grade. Right. Yeah. And would you undress him? <laughs> yeah. And, the, and yeah. the miracle of it is no matter, he, our, we had made a room for, our, you know, for Jim's dad. And no matter where Patrick was in the house, he just, and he had a weak voice, and he'd say, Pat, Pat would hear him. Yeah. And come down, okay, Papa, and undress him. Take all his clothes off, put all his clothes back on. But at that point, pajamas. too, at that point in his life, and this will be the last thing I'll say about it, is that, um, he would ask, uh, you know, each and every night, yeah, when are we uh, going to say the rosary? Mm -hmm. And the last part of it, the very last part of it is, I told Geraldine, because it's apropos, because we're, you know, heading into the playoffs for the NFL yeah. right now, yeah. is that, um, I know you're Eagle fans, I'm a Giant fan. So <laughs> you're in a playoffs today. But the bottom line is that um, I said that, um, Geraldine, I said, my father's going to last through the Super Bowl, and he did. Uh, he passed, you know, um, a couple of days later. Couple of days later. Wow. And he got to watch that Pittsburgh Steeler um, Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. so. I, I have to add one thing to that because he was, he was that willful person. But we wore him down. We did. We wore him down. The children wore him down. We prayed. And then we would, be, we would go out visiting. Uh, wherever we went, we always said the rosary in the car coming home, and he'd be in the car, and he'd say, are we going to start the rosary? That's how, this is before he was sick even. He knew what we were doing, and he then, so I don't think you have that problem. Your father is what gave you. It's going to be your gift to your father, and then the gift to yourself, to pray with him. And you know, especially in your conversation, old school, you, like, helping, supporting his family. I mean, how many spouses... Do that. I mean, a lot of them, well, they just the want their mother today. and father and stuff. Um, but when you take on a spouse and come in, and you, as his wife, showed an interest in his father, his uncle, his people were with him, his, your children doing that. Because, yeah, I used to jump in a uh, shower with my father to clean him up and stuff. Yes. But hearing a spouse... And he hated my cooking. <laughs> and he I, told you. And I was a good, I'm a good cook. And you see the, the sacrifice in that? Uh, he used to say, well, well, what did she, he say to him, well, what is she making? And, and he said, well, just make me a hot dog. Hot dog! steak, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd say, make me a, and, and you know, that would be always hard on me. Yeah. I'd have to give that up, you know. Like, to say, not for nothing, I agree with him, though. Right? 
That's your loss. I'm teasing you. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Your loss. I just don't. Oh, wait a minute. I Excuse just, me. I'm sorry. Did your mother like my scones? She loved them. Okay. There and, you and go. My, my household is, uh, is a scone house, is, is a Irish soda bread and scone household. Oh, I mean, my mother soda. makes the best yes. scone, uh, Irish soda, soda bread. bread in the world. Yeah. And she's not Irish. But she liked your skills. That's very special. And it's very refreshing to hear because of, of, of somebody's spouse taking an interest in, in, in their spouse's family and, and, and looking at that. had to give you some peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. special yeah. to do that. Saying, wow. Think, you know, honestly, I don't think you would have thought I would have done it any mm -hmm. other way. Right, really. I just think that that's a good that's, that's that's that, you that's know what? And I don't thing. agree with you because it's with my children now, and I have a real problem with this. I don't know why this has happened, but people, we everything that we've had, we had as a celebration, we have my parents and his parents too. Everything. Right. It, birthday That's parties, what, baptisms, nice. every backyard picnic, everybody came today. It's not that way. Right, yeah. It's not right. that way. What my, is it's one side and then the other side? One side or the other side. Well, I had to horrible. say to Carrie. Oh, yeah, years ago, my, we used to have... Everyone. Both sides. All the cousins no, knew. It's all so, the cousins my, knew the other cousins. My Maggie tells me that all of her friends, all of her friends, have severe problems with their mother-in-laws. Not little problems, big problems. They, none of them have taken to the families. And I think this is part of the problem, putting up with each other. Oh, when you're, you know, when, when you know, when somebody shows up and you don't really care for them, but you still got to give them dessert, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you learn to live with them. Nobody has you know patience anymore. No. Nobody has. Nobody oh, it's so sad. Nobody I told, swallows their pride. Nobody. Yeah. Yep. I told Carrie's mother-in-law that uh, I called her at Christmas because I don't, you know, I try not to interfere. I don't interfere, but I thought I owed her a phone call, and and I said, you know, I'm going to tell you something, Annette, that if I ever have anything in my house, I want you to know you have a standing inv invitation to come. She said, really? She said, what do you mean? I said, well, it was always that way. I'm so shocked that it's not that way. And she said, oh, it was never that way in my house. You see? And there's problems and divorce. That's what all this comes from. Yeah. So many times. Well, that's a... I was going to say, real quick, we did a tour, a tour quote unquote, with some of the grandkids. We grew up in Philly, Manny. I was there for my yeah. first 50 years. Total neighborhood, row house, Philly, and my brother Tom. You know Tom, I guess, right? Maybe Tom Burke. Tom Burke. He comes here. Whatever. Yeah, he and I better. went down with his kids, four kids, a few years ago. We walked the neighborhood for a couple hours. Yeah. This, of course, some people have passed, but this neighbor knows that mm -hmm. the corner store. And his kids said, "I can't believe we didn't grow up with this. We're so oh, jealous." Oh, yeah, and they were at the time they were twenty, eighteen, fifteen, right down the line. They're like, "This is crazy." You, this is how you grew up. This is awesome. So yeah. it's very different. Now. One of our guys at the Legion of Mary, he's a very funny character, Pete. And he told a story one night that in his row house, his best friend, his family lived in the, in the row house next door. They could talk to each other through the wall at night. We did that too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the best thing. Oh, Two totally taps, yeah. My three taps, and they had their yeah. bedrooms because oh, yeah. we talked to each other through the wall. That's the greatest thing to hear something That's like hilarious. that, right? Yeah. And then we got two big Irish Catholic. We went to the basement with the two brothers, Tom, and uh, I slept for about 10, 12, 13 years with the sewer pipe right next to my ear when the no. door flushed. Oh, yeah. We didn't care. I couldn't care less. No. It, it was just the way it was fun. Ah, those good stories. <laughs> anyway, sorry.
King, final prayers. Okay, uh, you all want to, we'll, we'll just pray in our Father and a Hail Mary. Um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among and blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Frozen. Beautiful.